Playing the fastest game in town? Welcome to the Daily Searchcast. Featuring search engine analyst Danny Sullivan. Keeping you up to speed and ahead of the game on what's happening in the search engine marketing arena. Each day, join us for a recap of the prior days happening in your world. The Daily Searchcast makes sense of industry stories and sharing off-the-cuff remarks about what happened and what may come. Guest hosts give you a closer look and keep things rolling along with questions. So tune in and keep informed on the latest from Google, Yahoo, and search ask and other search engines join us now for this edition of searchcast here's your hosts hi and welcome to daily searchcast it is monday the 15th i'm david naylor and here's danny sullivan hello dave hey danny how are you this morning this afternoon <laughs> where, where are you danny <laughs> i'm here i'm just down the coast from you well, then you know, you know down it's the not morning. <laughs> I know. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I'm sorry. You've just woke up, haven't you? It's like, no, it's I haven't. Morning. I've been working and writing away. I've been in my own little writing bubble. I've been trying to write more these days. Cool. I'm, I don't know why I said good morning. That's really odd. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm still here. I promise. Anyway, we got some we got some stuff. We got things going on. You want to check it out? Cool. Let's go. All right. So uh, first thing today, you know, Dave, I fire up Firefox, as you do, and uh, headed over to Live.com for some reason. I don't know. I'm, I'm off my way or I mistyped Google or something like that. No, I'm just teasing. But I was over at Live.com, and I got a promo popping up telling me to, um, you know, uh, would you like to set Live Search as your default search provider? And I go, wow, I've not seen them do that sort of thing before. Have you ever seen them do that before, try to get you to get into Firefox? Oh. No, no I haven't. And, you know, the interesting thing is, um, if you open Firefox, Google is a default and the default provider. By, by default, Google will be the search engine you use in Firefox unless you're in, uh, like, think of one of five Asian companies. And then Yahoo's listed, and then Amazon's a default a choice where you can use the drop-down. So is Answers.com, Creative Commons, eBay, Jux2. And, dude, like, where's Live? Where's Ask? Well, they don't get in there because, you know, apparently they either haven't spent the money with Firefox to make it happen or they just don't get the Firefox love or both of them. So here's Live Search saying, hey, hey, Firefox people, we, we'd really like to be there too so you can do it. And if you uh, click on the button, it pops up a little thing and it says, do you want to add Live Search to the engines in the search bar, which is pretty neat. doesn't make itself the default, although it does have a little tick box that says, if you want to, you can tick it, start using it right away, which is code for make us your default forever and henceforward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we'll put something into the DOM somewhere in Windows that <laughs> you can never change it again. It never can be altered. So I look at that and I thought, well, that's interesting. Maybe I should throw a screenshot up about it. And I did a search. Nobody seemed to have spotted this. Well, actually, somebody said that they saw it on a Mac back in December. Nobody else seems to be talking about it. So it's been out at least on Mac since December to some degree. Maybe it's rolling out more. But then I'm over at Yahoo, and I get this little thing at Yahoo saying, search, from Yahoo, search with Yahoo from your browser, pointing up at the big box that you have in Firefox. And I'd never seen that on Yahoo before. I've never seen Yahoo trying to remind me that they're in the Firefox dropdown, so go ahead and do it. No, I've so, seen them do that. So now I'm getting like a trend. Now I'm getting excited. Now i got like a story. So I threw those screenshots all together. Um, you can see all these, as always, links for what I'm talking about, links for everything that will be on the show, dailysearchcast.com. And then uh, just find today's episode, which was whatever day you said we were, the 15th, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Find today's episode, and there you are. 
and uh, you can pick it up. Now, Yahoo, by the way, and then I thought, well, it might be a good time to go back and check out what's going on with IE7, because, you know, I did a huge write-up in October uh, about IE7 and what they're trying to do. All the search engines want to be your default uh, in IE7, how they can change it or whatever. So I fire up IE7, and IE7 on my desktop starts saying, look, you've got to set your default search provider. And I'm going, what's the deal? You've been on my computer for ages, and my default provider is Google. How, how, what's going on here? Why are you asking me again? And, and it's telling me my default MSN search. So I'm getting all paranoid. This is Microsoft, you know, trying to come down and ruin everything or whatever. And I can't remember. I can't, you know, they've been pushing a new security update, and I'm thinking, well, does this mean every time I get a security update, I get reset? Or what's going on here? But anyway, I, um, my laptop's not doing that, so I just threw it out there as a little bit of paranoia, but I also did put the caveat that my laptop seemed to be behaving and not changing things around. Some of this might be related to Zone Alarm, by the way, because Zone Alarm driving me nuts. It's, I love their software, but ever since IE7 came out and Microsoft started pushing these security updates, it keeps crashing on me. So um, maybe they have nothing to do with it, but maybe somebody from Zone Alarm listens to it. And if you do, dudes, you're really screwing up every three different computers. Your updates don't work, and it's ticking me off. And if I get some time, there's going to be a daggle rant about it. But let's go on with IE7, Dave. Do you know what I think it is? I think yeah. you've purged your cookies by accident. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Because I if, did if, do an if you go, recently. If, if you fire I, Firefox now, yeah, yeah, and you go to live, does it? Uh, if you say yes or no, yeah, does it ask you again? I think I may have done a cookie clear recently, but that really no. shouldn't have impacted IE7. Man, IE7, I clear my cookies, and IE7 decides you need to pick a new default provider? Yeah, but, because it's stored in a cookie. I didn't clear my IE7 cookies recently, I don't think. Uh, but but uh, you I would accident. test it. I will get off the phone. I will test it. Uh, uh, let yeah, me hang up. I'll call you back total, later. Yeah, go. I, mean, I do every so often. I open the cookie jar, eat the whole lot, put the jar lid back on, put it in the cupboard, and come back a couple of weeks later. It's full of cookies again, and I start all over again. Wow, that is great. Well, I will definitely check that out. And in the meantime, so now I'm doing my tour. I go over to Google, and Google's like, hey, get a Google Enhanced Search Box in IE7. So they got this big, huge thing on the Google homepage trying to like get me to you know, make them my default in IE7. I go over to Yahoo, and there's nothing. Nothing. Oh, there is? No, not for me. What really? Get? Oh, it's like, I mean, I purge my cookies all the time. I get a, a, a branded one that says, Optimized for Yahoo with the, um, the Explorer logo. Yahoo recommends upgrading to the new Safer Internet Explorer. I mean, Internet Explorer 7. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> Oops. So you're not I'm, getting it anymore. Yeah, that's correct. No, I'm not getting it anymore. But it's kind of weird that they're suggesting that I upgrade to Internet Explorer 7 when I'm on 7. Well, they want you to use their Internet Explorer 7. Yeah. But I'm confused because I'm not even getting anything, and I didn't get anything the last time I looked. So I'm like, well, missed opportunity, but you're seeing it. So anyway, maybe Yahoo's doing it, and for whatever reason it's not coming up, and if I could figure out how to uh, get rid of my cookies in Internet Explorer 7 now that I've figured out how to get a menu again, What's the deal with not giving me a menu? It's like, dudes, I like to have menus. I'm used to it. Just stop it. But you know uh, what's I'll, annoying me? I'll check it out. What's up? You know what's annoying me more than anything at the moment? Yeah. No. Is yeah. That it seems to be I've collected a cookie from Google that says, let's mess with Dave, because every time I do a search on Google at the moment, I'm getting different like layouts. Sometimes I get the split screen for web images, video news on 
one side and then and then I get like related search terms at the base and news oh, yeah. articles and I'm just like stop messing with my me. You yeah, know you're, what you're totally you... yeah, you're totally getting the um yeah. You're you you've been tagged for some kind of you're gonna get a tested type at first. Yeah, I'm getting like searches related to loans. Yeah, personal <laughs> loans, bad credit loans, military loans. I'm like, ooh, military loans. Can I will they fund an army? Wow. Yeah, you just got to you're just going to have to live with that. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I'm no, I'm, I'm going to sort it, don't you worry. All right, good. <laughs> Get on that. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah. so, so you know, Yahoo, it's a bit weird not certain what they were doing. And then there was this big hoo-ha on Friday where Marketing Pilgrim had this thing about if you download a Yahoo Messenger, then you have to download IE7 and then it changes everything and you didn't realize it was happening and then people were saying, "But no, they told you this was going to happen and no, you don't download IE7." To be honest, I just couldn't go through the back and forth. It already started getting complicated enough that I didn't think the story was that clear. It sounded more of a case of you download stuff, and a lot of times you get changes that happen to you, and they tell you it's going to happen to you. You just didn't notice that they were going to tell you it was going to happen. Anyway, then I go over to Ask, and they've got another thing coming up. They're also trying to get me to change the default as well. So, you know, the browser wars getting to be the default in your search browser, et cetera, et cetera. That's going on. You expect to see more of it. And I don't mind being prompted about this stuff, but I want it to be clear if they're changing things. I don't want things being changed for me automatically, and I don't know. Anyway. Meanwhile, Microsoft Research did this study, and I sat down, and I, you know, a big, long study on search behavior and how people would put the eye-tracking stuff on them, see what they do, that sort of thing. And uh, first I started to save the file, and I thought, you know, I'll read this on a flight or something like that. And then I never read that stuff. I never have time doing email and everything like that. So I thought, let me just sit down here and go through it now. And it was fascinating. So they surveyed, it was only 18 people, all right? So that's a small number, which kind of makes me nervous. But the stuff they found was kind of interesting. First of all, what they were trying to find out was, if they gave you longer descriptions in listings, <clears throat> does that make the search results better or worse for people? So they went through, one of the things they found, among other stuff, is um, they also checked out how much stuff you tend to review. And they found that on average, people tend to review the top eight listings, right? So if you get a whole bunch of listings, you know there's top ten, but most people tend to make it down to the eight. They'll go through all eight. But then there was this fascinating thing where if most people will tend to review the top five results, so no matter what they click on, like if... Um, you clicked on number three, you would have still read up through number five. If you clicked on number four, you would have still read up to number five. If you click on number two, you at least read down to number four. If you click on number one, you still read down to number four. So I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, wow, you know, we always talk about you want to be on the first page of results, you want to be in the top ten, but really, you want to be in the top five because you might not get seen. Now, if you go beyond that, the only, what then happens is if for some reason they don't click on something in the top five, that's a case where then they tend to look a bit further into the page. If they clearly have dismissed the top five, so they've decided I better look further on down and see what else is out there. So, you know, you've got a better shot at getting found if you're listed in position six through ten if the people above you are pretty sucky. Otherwise, wow, who wants to be just top five? That's tough. Me. You've seen that? You've seen traffic where, you know, your traffic shoots up if you're in the top yeah. five versus top six? Can you track it that closely? Yeah. We Yeah. So they should have just asked you. I don't know why they bother wasting their time on these surveys. Now, other stuff that they found was that if the right answer is further on the page, and when they set these tests up, they knew that there was a right answer to everything. Like one of the things was, you know, World Cup 2006 homepage. And they knew there was an exact answer for that question on the page of results that they gave to these people. People were less likely to find it if it was buried on the page. 
So even though they might read the entire page, they still tend to not define it dramatic. So, I mean, it's kind of sucky for search engines. Like, so you really got to get the right stuff at the top. And I used to kind of cut them some slack. Like, you know, you don't know what people are searching for necessarily. You don't know what's the exact answer. So, you know, at least you're giving out top ten listings. That could be kind of cool. But no, you know, people might miss it or whatever. And then they did this whole snippets testing where they said, all right, we'll give people a one-sentence description or a two-to-three-sentence description or a six-to-seven-sentence description, and we'll see what happens. And they found that if you were doing a navigational query, like, you know, I'm trying to find a particular place, that the more description you gave people, the, the less likely they found what they were looking for and the longer it took them to do it. And then the flip side was if it was informational, like I'm trying to find the answer to something, the longer the descriptions were, the better it was. They found information more quickly and more accurately. So, wow, what a challenge, because you never quite know if somebody's doing a navigational query or whether or not they are uh, just trying to find information or whatnot. So I did a little riff where I was going through and I was talking about how um, people like GoTo. Remember GoTo, Begat Overture, Begat Yahoo Search Marketing? I talked about how they still do this. They have these quick hit links at the top of the page um, to tell you where an official site was. It's very short, and that might be useful as a way of improving relevancy. AOL does this a little bit. I talked about how Google does those site links, you know, where, uh, like, if I search for Cisco, it'll say Cisco.com, then indented below it are five more links from within the site. You've seen that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, saying maybe that's not the best thing because that's making the description longer. Maybe for a navigational thing, that doesn't help. Little yeah. bug, by the way, I noticed that you know how Google's supposed to indent the second result from any domain. That don't work if they're doing site links. No, no, you can actually dominate almost the. If you imagine if you're going on like an 800 by 600, if they're doing the site links, yeah, you can almost dominate the full screen, yeah, if you can get that indenting as well, because they'll go like indent site links, indent, indent again. Right. Crazy but true. So let's get right on that. Mm. Let's get moving. Let's do some domination. <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> Finally, they talk about the fact that they found that even though they gave people longer descriptions, people still read it. Like, you think everybody's tired, nobody wants to read, we just want to watch a video and make a lot of money and you know for Google by watching video ads. Except they don't say that last part, but you know that's coming anyway. Um, <laughs> they found that even if they gave you more to read, people would read it. People would still read the longer snippets, and the only problem was with the navigational queries, that's when the longer information didn't hurt, help, and that's because they would focus on the description and they would ignore the URL strings, which were very useful for people who were trying to navigate. They really depended on that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, it was kind of neat, kind of interesting little study. I took a look at it from there. Now, um, today we have kicked up our first... Um, Oh, I gotta ban this guy. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just looking at the comments. I don't like want to kill him. Anyway, uh, back to back to the thing. We've launched uh, the first of several columns we're gonna have out on Search Engine Land. Uh, this is Link Week. Eric Ward, you know, who's been doing linking since like 14 years. Eric, he always cracks me up. You know, he started doing linking for Amazon before anybody even knew what Amazon was. And he's all, he always jokes sometimes. You know, it'd be nice if maybe they gave me a stock or something for that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So he kicked off this thing, and his first column for Link Week is talking about your inbound link potential. And he's basically saying be different. He's like, you know, don't do the same link building everybody else is doing. You, your site is going to be unique. You're going to have certain things that are uh, specific to the kind of site you're running. If you're running a golf site as opposed to you are running a news site as opposed to you're running a shopping site, there are things that are going to be different for you than other people. So what can you do to you know, go out there and tap into that sort of stuff? 
and pick out things that are unique to you rather than following the crowd. So I thought it was kind of cool. And we'll see how it kicks off with it from there. Um, and if you're trying to figure out how to do some link building over at Search Engine Guide, uh, Jennifer Laycock did a rundown on things to do. She was really saying that, you know, if you have a relationship with someone first and then you ask for the link, that can help. And I, you know, it kind of hit me with the whole Google sex bloggers thing. Not that Google has sex bloggers, but remember. <laughs> Sex.google.com. Check out our entire staff of sex bloggers because we at Google feel sex is good for you. <laughs> So we thought we'd blog about it. No, um, you remember Google kind of came down or they made an algorithm change and some of the sex blogs didn't start showing up as well as as they were in the past, apparently. And I talked about how I got a lot of traffic off of this recently because I wrote a whole article about it, but it started off by me talking with um, Zini Jardin over at, at Boing Boing who was writing about this. And I was like, I'd already known her and I'd had some degree of a relationship and going back and forth on search issues. So I just sort of naturally picked up a link off of the stuff I was doing rather than having to go over saying, hello, boing, boing, I've recently written an article that I think will be of interest to your users. I have put it onto this page, and if you link to me, I will link back to you. Thank you. <laughs> you know that works for me. Does it? Yeah. Well, you're going to send out about three to four million of those. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear <laughs> and then you get like a, a low percentage take home. It's, it's all good. I don't want to know it. All right, my Google. favorite is still a, my favorite is still to attack somebody. It is, oh. you know. If, if I started like, yeah. if if we started this whole war, you blog about, on Dougal, you blog about how bad I was on the radio, and I blog about how bad you were, and that we have this big falling out, and then everyone will start linking to us and picking sides. Oh, you know what I mean? And then we go to PR sevens, and then we say, <laughs> "I'm only joking. We, we love each totally other, really." That. You know who's the who's the who? I mean, come on, Shoe Money is like the master of that. Yeah, he'll get in there. He'll he'll start these things out that like he'll be like he'll make some sort of a point that he seems to dissent with everybody else on, but then he flips it all around at the end. But you know he sucked you in anyway. So good job. I mean the the problem with that game is is that there is a line that once you cross over it, yeah, you could be you know you you're in you're in that realm of like upsetting a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And once you upset those people, bad things tend to happen. Now, I'm not saying that everyone should go out there and, like, mess with shoe money, because he is a friend of mine. But I'm just saying it's like, you just got to be careful, shoe dude. You know what I mean? It's like, you may upset the wrong people, and, and all of a sudden, the Polish hackers may be back on your case again. <laughs> well, oh, he's I'm been saying. hanging in there so far, so we'll see if he, uh, if he keeps it going really well. Um, now, moving along, Google uh, and Yahoo, apparently. I think, no, I think Google was sort of leading off the thing off of this year. I thought Yahoo was involved, but there was this whole thing where they had these real-time quotes that they have out there that they get, like, from the New York Stock Exchange, and they wanted to keep those uh, free for people. And then I take it that they were um, trying to make a change over there and charge people more for it, and uh, apparently they're victorious. The SEC, the New York Stock Exchange, and a trade association called Net Coalition that Google's part of, they're going to bring stock data to Google users in a way that will benefit users and practical for all parties and fair and reasonable rates, and we applaud it. And everybody's happy and everybody's good. And, and speaking of which, now that we have real-time quotes, we don't have to pay for them. Let's find out how Google's doing today. 505, Dave, 505 dollars per share. 
strong in it. They're going to go to 600. You know it. They're going to go there. Oh, look, here's that Jim Cramer guy going. Stop trading Google 520. Dude, you don't even know what you're talking about. But anyway, what do I know? I'll just say it because I'll just get you irritated. Then you can link to me. Then I can get your traffic. And then I can go, you know, actually, I've always respected him. (laughs) 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 All right. Hey, Matt Cutts. You know Matt. Uh, Name rings a bell. Yeah. Seeing him next week, you know. I told you that. He's coming out to London, isn't he, as well? He's going to totally be out in London. He'll be out there in February. In fact, I just booked the room so I can so I can go sit in the lobby. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were going skiing, though, or something. I'm going skiing the following week. Oh, got you. I bug out on Saturday, but I thought I'd come up for a day and just hang. Cool. So, uh, yeah, but he'll be out there for the uh, Search and Strategies Conference out in London next uh, yeah. February, I think, 13th to the 15th, and so on from there, with a, with a whole crew of Googlers. I think they're all going to wear matching uniforms this time, too. Are they? Oh, that's going to be so gay. Let's <laughs> find out what it is and get one made up. <laughs> just slip into the crowd. Yeah, yeah, and just walk on with a, t- a little badge that says, I'm the person that can get you to number one straight away in Google and stuff like this with little exactly. Google cards. Exactly. Anyway, so anyway, Matt, as I said, there was a reason for me mentioning him. He, you know, they've been having this whole thing, Google does this thing with malware, where if they think your site is malware, well, not if they think it, it's if the stop badware, the stop malware site or whatever thinks that you're bad. Um, they report that to Google, and then Google will make it so that if somebody tries to click from a link to your site from the search results, they'll put up a page saying, dude, don't go there. You might like, be bad. It might hurt you. But then, you know, if you really want to go there, copy and paste the URL and you can do it. So now a couple people seem to be getting these false positives. And it has a, well, a couple people are getting more and more irritated about this. And Matt's coming in and he's going, every time I look at one of these things and people say it's a false positive, I go through and I discover that actually there is malware on those sites. So, and they don't realize why it might be happening. There might be an exploit. There might be something else like that. But I am finding this stuff out. So as a reminder, what you can do in these sort of situations, the Google Webmaster Central will tell you, if you haven't figured it out already, if you're malware, so you don't have to just stumble across in the search results page. And then you have to go through and you have to do this 10-day appeal to the uh, stopbadware.org site and say, can you review it and tell me what's going on? Now, that's gotten some people concerned. Like, 10 days, like, I can't be out at Google for 10 days. It sucks, especially when it's like, you know, you're convicting me and I might, not be, I might be innocent or whatever. I looked at that and I thought, you know what my solution is, is that, It ought to be that if you're flagged by Google as being a malware site, right, you log into Google Webmaster Central, and you should be able to say, I'm not. And as soon as you file that appeal, you get back into Google, and Stop Badware has 10 days to support that you're badware and get you out of there. Not you've got to go and try to wait the 10 days for them to prove that you're guilty. You know, flip it around. And give them the incentive to step it up and to do that and what's happened. And I would support that if it turns out that we're getting more of these false positives. What happens if, say, for example, I rank number one for PayPal or number two for PayPal, okay? And it's a malware site, yeah? But I am the webmaster, yeah? And so, therefore, I can log into my webmaster central thing, and Google's warning me that, hey, this is malware. So I go in, my webmaster console, go in there and say, no, I'm not. Seriously, I'm not. Click. So now I get all the Google love back straight away, and yeah. then 10 days' time, yeah, stop 
bad malware rings up Google and says, dude, seriously, these guys are gateway pages and they're pinching people's usernames and passwords because Webmaster Console is an automated system. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's kind of good if you've been wrongly tagged, that idea, but it's bad if you've been correctly tagged. Because you're going to well, go in there and go, no, I'm not, I'm not that, spam. That's I'm, why I'm, I think I'm, flipping around, because well, put it to you this way, say that, uh, you know, say you are a malware site, are you going to log into Google Webmaster Central and say that you're not? If you've been flagged right, that I am. All right, and then if you are, I'm going to know exactly who you are, and as soon as I know that you really are, you lose that ability again forever. You know, you don't you don't get your get out of jail card for ten days. You know, you're but you're it's, done. It's just a domain name, isn't it? Yeah, but come on, how many domain names are really going to be ranking well for a top thing like that? I don't know. Um, I mean, Google's uh, already saying that relatively few sites are flagged in this way. So, I don't know. They they need to do something else. That, they need to they need to play with it and come up with some kind of solution more if indeed more sites are being flagged that way because when it came out i think they were saying like you know maybe 12 sites are flagged this way now it feels like it's it's more than 12 and i just get nervous sometimes when you have third party companies that are given so much control over the google search results and what's going to be banned or not banned or how you're going to get described or you know participating with it like that it makes you a little nervous I would say, I mean, I'm just looking at, for the keyword, PayPal, okay? And number eight is paypalwarning.com, okay? Mm-hmm. Number nine is aboutpaypal.org, which is exactly the same site, or looks exactly the same site. Maybe the content is slightly different on it, and it doesn't look like it. And number ten is payloadz.com, go, yeah, question mark, ID, <laughs> But it doesn't say what idea it is because obviously that was a gateway page that was bouncing into PayPal to get your username and password, and that's number ten in Google from my IP address. That's true. You got a point, but that's not necessarily malware. But if it was malware, yeah, the traffic that I'm going to get from being there, okay, it's not number sure. five, so it's not fantastic amount of traffic. Number eleven would be better than number ten in this case. Um, you know what I mean? So it, if you can go in there and go, I'm not malware. Yeah, and I can get that 10 days' worth of traffic that I was losing Yeah, on my malware site. It gives me 10 days to start saying, well, in 10 days' time, that site is going to be gone for good. Yeah, Let me build another one and just pop it in there. Yes. I guess I err on the side of caution. I think it's a big deal to drop somebody down like that. I think Google has been sending people to malware sites, as all the search engines have been doing, for a long time, and I applaud them coming up with a way to try to flag more of these sites that are out there, but I don't think it's going to make a huge big deal of difference if they were to flip it around and say, well, we are flagging sites now, but we might reopen them up for 10 days when an appeal process is going on if somebody's actually taken the time to go through and authorize themselves and take part in our Webmaster Central thing. Because honestly, Dave, I think most people won't do it. And I think that if that happens, the people over at whatever site it is that's banned them ought to be able to somehow prioritize which are the sites that are really, really bad and should never be there. And, in fact, maybe you can, um, you can flag them in various ways. So. I don't know. We'll yeah. see how it goes. It's I'll a have another list of things to talk about when yeah. I go out. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, uh, moving along to a few last things. Uh, there was a survey done by Yahoo and Harris Poll and they looked at user-generated content. They asked people doing local stuff, what would you do? Like, would you, would you post a rating or review of a local business? And the surprise here is that, you know, a lot of people said yes. 
You know, that like uh, almost 70% of people said, yeah, I would post a review of a local business and tell people what I thought about it. And apparently the conventional wisdom is that um, nobody would do that sort of thing. The people are really, you know, you, you don't take the time, whatever. Now, would you post a review? Because I'm English, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to lie. I would as long as it was only a bad review. I ain't got time to say this company was great, but if someone had done something bad to me, I've got all the time in the world and all the resources in the world to say how bad they were. Now, that's perfectly fair. And, in fact, they have um, – you've got people who are – who are saying that, you know, well, actually they were, they were split, like 9% said they would do it if it was negative and 8% said that they would do it if it was positive. My feeling on this is that people will say they'll do the reviews, but they don't actually do them because they don't have as much time. Yeah. Because if everybody who's saying that they would do reviews actually does reviews, I'd expect to see a lot more reviews that are out there. But that's what the poll says. And the poll also said that 80% of us would be influenced by a review. Man, am I. And I get influenced by those reviews, and I think I shouldn't get influenced by these reviews because I know it's like that company and the five people that work for that company faking all the reviews, right? Yeah. I mean, well, that's it. it's like it's one of the hardest things in the world, yeah, is to get someone to give you a good referral. You know what yeah. I mean? Because they don't it's, – it's not human nature. You know what I mean? It's like if somebody says, who's the best SEO that you've ever dealt with, okay, or – if they, they know you've dealt with an SEO, they never say, yeah, this guy was really, really good. We moved to this company because he didn't do PPC, blah, 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 whatever. You know what I mean? It's always, you know what I mean? I'm happy to give someone a bad review than I am right. to give someone a good review. And it's human nature, you know what I mean? It's like people say, where can I buy this from? Yeah, And I've got friends that sell these products, and I still don't give them a recommendation. I go, I don't know, but don't buy from this company because they were really bad. Yeah, I mean, what gives with that? Because we like to complain about stuff and we forget to, to praise about stuff. So let's yeah. make it a lesson. Let's be, let's I'm be better going forward. I'm going to stop praising people. Anyway, moving away from that one, got a couple last things. Uh, Donna Bogatin goes through and does an interview with uh, Ask.com. Uh, Jim Lanzone over there, talking to him about what's going on. Uh, is IAC, is ACT.com the thing that's going to unite IAC? They've been answered before, so I thought that was kind of boring. He talks about the whole ACT.X strategy stuff, though. That was really good. Um, you know, they've rolled out that experimental ACT.X thing or whatever where they're trying different stuff. And he's, like, saying, well, it's going to be our playground. That's going to be our place where we try different stuff. And if we like it, we'll move it over to ACT.com. So, okay, that's good there. Uh, ACT News, we're going to get that this quarter. Nothing to announce right now. Come on, get with it. Are you, considering, are you considering acquisitions? We're always looking and evaluating. It sounds like a Google answer. We're always thinking over here to ask. Sometimes thinking more than a Google. Um, are you going to renew? Are you going to re-up with Google in uh, 2008? I guess the agreement ends January 1st. Well, actually, December 31st, 2007 will be the last day of them to do the partnership. And, yeah, you know, he's saying they're the incumbent, and we'll look around. We'll strike a deal with someone big because, you know, it makes us money, but we, you know, we're not going to answer that. <laughs> But he says it with a lot more words than that. And um, that, uh, he says, you know, our goal is to be like a great search experience. We've done a better job than our major competitors in staying focused on the number one user need on the web, which is search, and our challenge will be to stay focused. So hang in there. I like to root for ask. Sempo, Board of Directors nominations is now open. It's uh, Dave. Fancy being on the Board of Directors of Sempo, Search Engine Marketing Professional Organization. Is there such a thing? Is there, I mean, do we Going have search engine marketers that are professional? Third year. 
Some of them. Some are professional. Um, no. Well, if I, you change your mind, or if somebody wants to change your mind through the 18th, if you're a member of SEMPO, you can nominate Dave or somebody else who's a member of SEMPO. <laughs> and the nominations will go through, then all the confirmed nominees will be announced January 25th, then voting will happen from the 6th through the 16th, and then um, late results will be announced. Yes, and then the results will be announced at the end of February. And then officers will be elected because the board's just down, and then they say, now who wants to be president? You want to be president? Okay, you can be president. Let me go with it from there. Want to get up on Microsoft Ad Center? They have a uh, webcast that's happening next week on, actually this week, sorry, it's 17th. Uh, 8.30 a.m. Oh, Pacific time. Oh, God, I forgot to put that in my post. Anyways, you can go check it out and see if you want to get tuned in and find out what they're doing on Ad Center. And they've got all these tools and stuff with it from there. And then I'm just going to end the day with uh, a little funny thing. I saw this off of Google Watch. I hadn't gotten over there. And it was like a Google homepage that looks like Yahoo. And I thought, oh, that's been done before. And then I actually went over and I looked because Chris had blogged it up. And I thought, oh, it's really well done. Um, Steve Bryant, either he's done it or he's gotten somebody to do it over at Google Watch, and he's taken the Google homepage and he's turned it so it looks very Yahoo-like, and you go over there and it's like there's Google and you can search, and it actually looks kind of neat. There's you know Gmail, Docs, Calendar, Alerts, all the things are linked down the side of the page. It looks really good, actually, because you forget they've got all this sort of stuff. And then they show you, like, all the items in Google Readers so you can write on the home page. And, of course, there's a big video clip stuck in the middle of the page, which you know Google would totally do it that way, too. Shove the video up here, and here's an ad. And they've got Gmails on your home page, and there's talk and video and all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of funny, Google going all portalicious. I kind of like it. I think I like it better than the Google home page. <laughs> and that's you know, it. You, you know it'll it. come soon. Oh, wait, here, i got that Jim Cramer thing up here. I'll let you tell you what he had to say. Uh, he said the stock, up to 503, is poised to bolt through the three, 513 targets set earlier this month. And when that happens, a massive short squeeze will ensue, and the stock will surge past 520, is currently being predicted, and then it's off to the races. So now I don't know what he's saying. I don't know if he's saying it's going down. Or going what? But I don't really care, because I don't like the show! And that's it. Now that is really it, Dave. I'm done. Okay, dude. I would like to say thank you for Danny Sullivan. And this is me, David Naylor, checking out. The Daily Searchcast is produced and sponsored by WebmasterRadio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment. Looking to boost your competitive edge, your bottom line, network with your peers? Then stay tuned in WebmasterRadio.fm, where you can listen live or in podcast format to our award-winning exclusive radio shows hosted by the most respected names in the Internet world. Hi, this is Katie Kempner. Please join me Tuesdays at 2 o'clock for The Hook at the Intersection of Advertising and PR while I talk with my friends, industry leaders, about the state of the industry today right here on WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm, putting you in the front row with unprecedented access to everyone you need to know. Log in now.